the morning after, the movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. I'm gonna scissor kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you... Pissed! Blood! Starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. All right, it is morning after the movies here at xrock.com, episode three of season four. It's all presented by Cinemark Majestic Theaters here in Meridian. It is where we gathered the boys together, the group of gentlemen, if you will, Randy, Big J, myself, and our special guest, Kevin, to check out the new Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman. We'll be breaking the movie down in a couple of parts, but first want to remind you that if you're going to go check out a movie, no matter what it is, certainly recommend that you check out the Cinemark Majestic Theaters. They are new and improved here at Meridian. Right off of Overland, they have done a lot to make sure these theaters are as comfortable as possible. I don't think we could talk enough about their luxury loungers. They also have the movie rewards program, so you can be a movie fan where you get a free program where you earn points, and then you get discounts on stuff. Or you can join up the movie club, which is $9.99 a month. You get a free movie ticket per month that rolls over if it's not used, and 20% off your concessions. No online fees for anything, so check out cinemark.com slash movie rewards info for more information on that. But let's dive into the guide. Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman. Let's start with Randy, Mr. Guy Ooh, Ritchie Randy. himself. Randy, what did you think of The Gentleman? Hmm. Mm, didn't love it. Didn't. Really? I'm, not, I'm not a big Guy Ritchie style movie fan. I'm just not. Okay. I, now, now, do me a favor and and talk me through what Guy Ritchie style is to you. Well, I mean, you know, the snatch type of stuff. Other well, than I mean, good. Other than it's good. It's just I don't I don't know. What the, it's a whole lot of stuff going on at once throughout the movie there's all these things happening and then it all unfolds in the last I don't know 20 minutes everything just ties together real quick I feel like you can watch the last 20 minutes and kind of get the gist of what happened because right. no you can watch the last 20 yeah. minutes of yeah. this movie and uh, understand anything that would happen. It's clear you didn't pay attention because you were on your damn phone the entire uh-oh, time. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This uh-oh. is not true. I looked at it once to check oh, the time. There were multiple times you went into I your phone. I checked it once to and you know check how? the time. I see the light every time you got into it. Look how bright that is. Here's the thing. Look, look how bright that is. Next to it's Randy as dim again. as it goes. Never doing it again. And we're Mommy, Daddy, we're, don't we're fight. At, we're at different levels in the seats. You're, you're seated up. I'm laid way back. There's no way this is bothering you. I counted four times. This is so not you checked your phone. It's not the light; it's the action of me grabbing my phone. You don't even have kids you to be worried it. about. You, you Wait, nothing? do you? Do you have kids? I don't know. Oh my god! Podcast revelation number one. I know. I just you know ruined everybody's. Surprise. I checked the time to see when the movie was going to be over. So there's too much stuff going on in the movie for you. There's just you? a lot of things happening all at once. There's something going on over here. There's something going on, and they all come together at the end. I get it. That's like a oh, great. No twist and turn type of movie there goes the podcast do we need to start over no. <laughs> are you sure jay yep i'm sure all right he's so angry about the phone thing he's throwing okay so uh, i'm trying to figure out like where does it get to the point where it's too much though i guess not too much it's just a, it's a lot so i don't know i don't i've just never really liked that his style of, i've never really liked any of his movies i mean uh, they're okay I, you know i'll give it that but i've never been like i gotta watch that again i mean it surprises me Cause yeah, me too. Really, yeah. quite, yeah. uh, quite frankly, because really guys, guys Ritchie movies are cool. They're cool, and I like the. I love Matthew you McConaughey. Can't call them cool. You don't like. I them. like the characters. I like Colin Farrell. I like Matthew McConaughey. I, I mean, I like the the dude from uh, Sons of Anarchy, whatever his name is. Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. Yeah, Charlie yeah, Hunnam. yeah. And he actually has the accent this time. But I, 
I like the characters. I, I do like parts of the. I like how it came together at the end. I'll give it that. But it's like all the way up to that. I'm just like, come on. I mean, you know something's going to twist there, and then that's going to happen. I feel like all those movies are like that. Are they not? No. It's like a certain style, though. I mean, yeah. I think if you watch it, you know. Oh, he definitely has a style. But that style is more visual than it is anything else. I mean, the way he sets it up, and I'll, I'll grant it. I mean, I'll, I'll, if you're going to give Guy Ritchie a style, it's probably going to be nonlinear storytelling, which it certainly this qualifies for that as well. It doesn't. It, you know, when you like the the while the beginning of the movie is not the end of the movie, the beginning of the movie is not the beginning of the movie either. Right. And so you're kind of bouncing around to different points in the story throughout it, which Snatch does, and which even Sherlock Holmes the movies do. I don't remember if Man from Uncle does that. Man no. from Uncle, they, uh, no, a little bit. There's still some of the movement around, but it's not necessarily time. But my Guy Ritchie style to me is more like Quentin Tarantino stuff. Like Guy Ritchie always has the shot of following somebody from behind as they're going mm-hmm. and doing something. And Guy Ritchie always has particular shots in his films and a certain, obviously, I think, vernacular when it comes to uh, what he does. But I don't I don't know if the writing style that he does stuff is the same. Like, to me, uh, this is a very much different movie than Man from Uncle and Sherlock Holmes and even Snatch and, and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and King Arthur. I mean, I think it's 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 a it's oh, while you could tell it's a Guy Ritchie film. I don't know if it follows the 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 steps that, or I don't even know if he has steps to make it a Guy Ritchie movie. I'm not sure. You see, I'm the same way with Quentin Tarantino. Not gonna lie. I mean, I, there's some movies I do like of his, and some I'm just like, uh, right. I, I check well, out. It's a personal taste, but it's, overall, you thing. just thought it was okay, or you... yeah, as me. I mean, I wouldn't see it again. I would probably rather see Bad Boys three three more times than see this movie again. Okay, but yeah, so I'm like right in the middle with it. That's just kind of I'm I, I don't know. Didn't hate it, but... So you're going to give it an A. I'd almost rather listen to two hours of Madonna than watch... Well, oh, you're a, damn, you're a damn liar. You see where just I went with it. Huh? say you don't like it. I, you, I mean, to I me, that sounds like yeah. you hated it. Yeah. I didn't, yes. I didn't, didn't hate or it. Or you I just, really love Madonna, and I've never heard you talk about her. <laughs> no, that's where I'm comparing it. But I... Yeah, I just didn't love it. But I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't say don't come see it because if you're a fan of that kind of film, you're a fan of Guy Ritchie or Quentin Tarantino, I th- you're definitely going to like it. You guys all loved it, I'm assuming. We'll get to that. But Randy's yeah. going to give it four phone checks. <laughs> Out of a that's possible how you, if you want to gauge it by that, then yeah, I mean, that's not a lie. I didn't So I didn't on a grade scale, what would you say? Mm. What I give 1917? A C minus? You, gave it a, you turned you, it into a B you, minus you, by yeah, the end of the podcast. You gave it a C after saying you liked it a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> that's so, why I try to judge your your scale because it, it's like a sliding curve. That one was sliding because Steve kind of had changed my mind with some things that he said because he had better insight with you know being closer. Wait to, to get the, our insight. Nah, not the same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say I, it's in that C range, somewhere in that C range. Okay, I'm not gonna give it like a D or an F. I mean, it, it, like I said, most people are gonna like this movie. Me, not as most people. Okay, uh, do. Is there a Guy Ritchie movie that you enjoy? You, you liked thought, King Arthur yeah, when we went to King Arthur. It. You enjoy. We all liked King Arthur. I remember this. I don't know if I was at that one. Of course, I'll you have were. to. We'll have to check the tape. <laughs> that one. I don't. I, yeah. I thought you liked it too, but no. And I don't. No, I mean, like Snatch. And those are okay. I just didn't. It's not something I get geeked out on, or I'm like, I got to watch it again. You know, on a weekend off or something. Yeah, just not not really all my right. style. So. Uh, for those of you that listen to The Morning After on a regular basis, Kevin is somebody that has a pinch hit for us on several different occasions, especially with uh, Streaming Dumbass and yeah, movie uh, reviews, DVD man. Dumbass before that. So it is fitting that you're here to do a movie review podcast with us, Kevin. Without getting into the details of the movie and spoiling it, what were your general thoughts about The Gentleman? 
Uh, the Gentleman, I think, is a fine show. Um, I do enjoy, uh, to contradict with uh, Randy said, I do enjoy watching 15 things come together, try to piece together. It keeps your brain active and keeps you really active and in enjoy that kind of style. I like those kind of the things like that, that that enable your mind. It doesn't plot, plot along, plot along. gets very... Oh, uh, predictable, and which I truly hate. Yeah, and and I think with this kind of movie, you're you're kind of actually you're trying to be a detective, and you're trying to figure it out as you go along, and trying to look for clues and things that might help out. Help and, and you're make trying that to happen. get get those pieces together, and you know you know there's going to be a twist, you know there's going to be things, you know, generally the good guy's going to win at the end. You just don't quite know how he's going to get there, and there's 15 different story plot lines, and it does it is hysterical the way they uh, they all the actors come together. Even uh, the the consequences of someone's actions can kind of lead them astray. It's, it's a really kind of good show. I, I enjoyed it. I def, definitely B plus, and everyone should come out to the Majestic and watch it. I mean, it's a fantastic place. And a nice plug, Kevin, at the end. You're Just welcome, like sir. Yeah. Professional, you should. I mean, we don't we don't coach them on that. <laughs> no, we they don't. Do it on their own. <laughs> we usually handle the plugs, but well done, my friend. Uh, so Kevin recommends uh, Big J. Do you? Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. From from beginning to end, uh, because uh, I I am a huge Guy Ritchie fan. I dig the, the kind of stylings that he does when he you know puts together uh, a movie, and he especially when he writes it. I think that he's he's very talented at that uh, in combining a lot of different um, things throughout the movie. And uh, Matthew McConaughey was fantastic and a lot of fun. Colin Farrell was great. Uh, Colin Farrell was the best in this. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he, I, he stole the show in, in a lot of he, aspects. He did, and you had to wait a little bit for him, but it was worth it. Um, and, and Charlie uh, Hunneman, I mean, I love that guy, and he's just... And Hugh Grant, I mean, I really appreciated Hugh Grant's character and just the cheeky kind of fun that it was. Uh, there also, I mean... You know, we don't use the word very often, or practically ever, in our vocabulary here. And I'm not going to say the word; it's a c word. C word. Uh, and but uh, there's a lot of that in here, and it was it was almost funny every time. I mean, it's I don't know if it's because I'm a ten year old inside, but yeah, probably that probably is it. <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I would uh, as far as a grade scale on this, I would probably give it a B plus. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's another solid recommend from uh, from Big J, and, and I'm along uh, the side of you, my friend. I, I enjoy Guy Ritchie films. I have since the, the very beginning. I mean, it was one of those deals where Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, I thought, was fantastic before anybody cared who Jason Statham was. It was just yeah. fun, independent English cinema, which, you know, sometimes still uh, Guy Ritchie can go back to, and other times he's given a big budget and can do whatever the heck he wants, but an opportunity to go in there and, and actually have some fun with it and go back to, like, the days that remind you of Snatch and of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. This this is it. This is Guy Ritchie's origin story, almost, but done to uh, the nth degree and with uh, A-list actors and that kind of stuff, and it's just... it's. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, the performances are great. I, I have decided, I, I think I'm actually a very big Charlie Hunnam fan. I mean, I love Sons of Anarchy, and I think I, I've enjoyed pretty much He doesn't do a whole hell of a lot in the movie. Wish he would do more. But everything he's in, I tend to enjoy. I mean, I think he's really good at it, too. Uh, and uh, it's one of those, I, I wonder uh, if maybe like the Matthew McConaughey role was, was written for Brad Pitt because of their connections in, in like Snatch, and maybe Brad wasn't available available so McConaughey did it but I could see Brad in that role I think McConaughey did fantastic um, Hugh Grant was great it's 
kind of like a, a meta film in a way uh, and they did a good job with it but I think it's well written I think it was well put together I think uh, while I wouldn't call it like ridiculously overtly original it's really cool to get the kind of spin on it that we got in this particular story and, and see how it all kind of goes down and and the fact that it's kind of based around the world of pot in a in a world that is slowly but surely legalizing it in a lot of ways yeah, is really yeah, cool yeah. to get that kind of spin on some stuff too for sure i would give it a uh, b plus as well to a minus action yeah. If you like Guy Ritchie, uh, if you enjoy any of those particular actors that we say and you want to see them kind of shine in a cool character role, this this is it. This is the movie for you. For and, sure. and for me, too, this is one of those movies where, um, like, I know when I watch it again, much like Knives Out, when you see it again, you're going to pick up stuff that you did not notice. Yeah, for sure. For oh, sure. The one thing I def- definitely going to put on my birthday want list are those sunglasses that Hugh Grant has on the entire <laughs> were time. Were those Ray-Bans? Those are Ray-Bans, they and they were- are gorgeous and i gotta yeah. get me a pair of those. Yeah, you look good in them the old I school will. ones yeah with the orange tint you would look pretty good in it kevin for sure <laughs> so uh overall check it out uh other than randy we're all kind of on the same page of how cool uh we think that uh the gentleman was so make sure you go to a theater near you and check it out or if you don't like guy Ritchie, like maybe you're like randy then you can save it but i think it's definitely worth a watch no matter what yeah absolutely uh, now, I haven't seen every Guy Ritchie film because I haven't seen Aladdin. I know it just got on Disney Plus like last week, so I might have to venture in it. But I'm guessing it's probably not going to be the cutting edge filmmaking that we kind of yeah. had to see. Yeah, this probably day. not. Did so, you see it? I tried to watch a bit of it, and um, no, it's a hard pass pretty quick. Is it? Okay. Uh, that's a pretty hard pass for me. Yeah, I mean, but that's all right. I remember I, I, my kids were in that age with Aladdin when my son was that age. Yeah, no. So it, it was like on, and now to go this one, no. I was telling Big J, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, they made the Aladdin remake for 40 to 50-year-old gentlemen. You know what I mean? No. We're not the audience for that movie, so it makes That'd sense. That'd be hilarious, why. though. Like the <laughs> Romeo and Juliet style, you know, that we got from Buzz. Bass. It makes sense that we weren't exactly on par for it. So check it out when you get a chance. Big J, should we get into the spoiler section? Yeah. Spoiler ahead. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, let's start with the gentleman that wasn't such a fan of the movie. What do you want to talk about spoiler-wise, Randy? Questions, problems, issues that you had with the film? No, no. I mean, there's not a whole lot for me to say at this point. But uh, I, I guess, the, you know, the, the beginning, how it started out was kind of cool, how what we thought was going to happen didn't happen. Did or, anybody think Matthew McConaughey was going to no. die? No way, right? No. I, no. You did? Well, not at the. Be- I didn't think he was going to actually die at the beginning. I know they were going to tell but the you backstory. Thought but you I, thought that's how yeah, the story ended. Would, yeah, yeah, it definitely could have gone that way. You can't but, kill Matthew McConaughey. Well, you didn't know if that's how it was going to wrap up at the end with, you know, some I wondered, something go I, wrong. I wondered whose blood it was. Yeah. For the, I, I, it's one of those things where, I mean, we're seeing a lot of movies now that tease that a little bit where they're kind of taking care of the main character. And whenever I don't see somebody getting shot and I just see blood, I automatically think... Whoever that was is not dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Somewhere down the line that's going to come to bite us in the rear. Right. right. Oh, yeah. But until then. Bad Boys did it to yeah. us too, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Same, same yeah. Thing. The fake out death thing that made you think somebody was dying. But that's part of the fun, I suppose. Um, but, I mean, if you didn't like it, you had to have some problems with it or some issues with it. What were they? No, I mean, in particular. I, I don't know. I, I think it came together fine at the end. You know, if like I said, if anything, I liked the last 20 minutes. The rest of it, it was kind of same with 1917. Same thing. Like, I just all the way up to that point. But because um, well, you knew how the ending of 1917 worked because the war ended? Or? No, no. Just that last 20 minutes was when it got, I mean, things started to pick up. And same it was with, almost same, over. Same, same, same with that, too. Same with this. Um, I, I did like, you know, how it all tied in at the end. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have any 
glaring problems with it, though, that I would change anything. Because, again, I'm, I'm not a fan of that type of you film. Wouldn't, so you wouldn't make the movie. I mean, why change it? Right. I do like the characters. Like I said, I, I have no problem with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot in that realm. If it was something I think I'd liked a lot more, then I'd be going in there digging a little, a little deeper than I am. But, yeah. Big J? Um, let's see. Spoiler-wise, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, uh, to me, I think uh, I, I really got invested in what was going on, in particular when we get near the end and, um, you know, uh, Dry Eye is, is in with uh, with Matthew McConaughey's wife. And I thought that so, whole so scene So who's was, Dry Eye then? You had guys tell us a little bit. No, no, no. You can... This you is watch please, it, you spoiler. He's, right. one the, he's one of the guys. So um, I, I really appreciated that because that, you knew she was going to do something. I was excited to see what was going to happen there. And uh, that directly related to how the ending kind of really picked up. And I got goosebumps when he was very upset. He's, I'm not emotional about the money. And then he goes in about his wife. I was like, oh, man, I know what that would feel like. Hell yeah. And so uh, that whole scene was was one of my favorites, I think, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting how it, it all kind of came to be figured out. I mean, I guess, you know, for me, uh, it, it just was one of those things that I, again, you're probably going to call me out for it, but I, I felt right away it was the, the guy that was trying the business that did this because oh, of it course. was... It's pretty obvious. Right. And that's, that's what I mean. I didn't feel like there were a whole hell of a lot of twists and turns in it, to yeah. be perfectly honest, because I felt like it was pretty obvious that they set it up with... You know, right after he shows the guy that particular farm, it gets hit. That's very clear to me that you've never brought anybody into the business except for somebody else, and then that exact location gets hit. That's who it was. So I think you'd have to be pretty dense not to pick up on the fact that it was the guy trying to buy the thing that was driving down the price. I think the twist and turns were how we got to where he was involved in it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like where just just the the way it unfolded and you've got these uh <laughs> fight porn guys, you know, where who are those and that introduces Colin Farrell's character and so you you do get some twists and turns in that way just to get to sure. the telling of what his involvement is, why he's doing it. Right. Uh and you know, I think that Hugh Grant's character Fletcher was a great a vehicle for that and at the same time being funny and cheeky um so you know those were the things and, and, and as he was telling the story i was waiting for the twist of what you know it was going to be unexpected because you know it couldn't line up just perfectly right well there and had that's to be something going that, on there that's the stuff i really enjoyed about the movie was like you know because you're, you're you're it's told through the eyes of hugh grant essentially him basically pitching this movie to charlie hunnam about what is going on but i love the fact that they would show Hugh Grant's version and then back right up and go, this is the real version of yeah, it. Here's yeah. what actually happened, not the sensationalized version that Hugh Grant wants to tell, which is really kind of cool. I, I enjoyed that very much. And I guess the big twist would be that the Russians were at all involved. But I think, they again, they did enough foreshadowing to make you think that, hey, listen, don't forget. I mean, they showed the guys in the freezer plenty of times. They they showed the, the fact that the callback to the, the dad and the pictures and stuff. And so it seemed pretty clear that the Russians were going to be involved at some point. The Lord uh, George part with the throw up I'm like oh, oh that so, man so, so that, was, that was awesome when they spiked his teeth at the chemical and said oh he barfs all over just projectile vomits see, all over everything so you have to have a strong stomach on that part yeah and you know something's going to happen there but you don't know how he ended up getting to the point where he's throwing up because it's such a normal casual conversation right well they uh, show the guy mixing the tea up in the, the kitchen beforehand I'm going that seems odd that they would show this What what's up with that and then they go, oh, and now all of a sudden that came up. I'm going, yeah, baby, something's going sideways. No, it's uh, it's very good. I, I guess the the one of the questions that I would have is at the very very end, right? Uh, the toddlers 
say that they're going to take care of the... They said to Colin Farrell, we're going to take care of your Mickey problem, right? Is that what they said? Yeah. I, I thought they so said what, market problem. Mar- I couldn't... Yeah. Re- but was their plan to kill Matthew McConaughey? And they accidentally killed I, the I, Russian guys instead? No, I think they were just running protection on the on them. But nobody knew the Russians yeah, were coming. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I think someone knew that they were coming along. That, 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 nah. that, that, that kind of like get gapped on it. Huh, interesting. But they had um, I think everyone on the... Surveillance. They were warning Matthew McConaughey that that was happening. Who was warning? Yeah, the guys in the van. No, 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 no. no. I see. Here's what I, I think. think they were going to. I don't think they were trying to kill Matthew. I think McConaughey. the toddlers are just a bunch of f ups. That a bunch of morons that are that yeah. that continually accidentally screw over Colin Farrell and he has to get him out of trouble. And so right when Colin Farrell was totally done with everything, yeah. they went and did something stupid again that would have got him. Well, then Colin Farrell did. He he helped him out at the back and he saw those two Russian guys going right. in the back to take care of. But I still Carl think that they yeah. they kind of went above his head and did oh. something dumb like they did with the pot stink. Yeah. You know. But yeah. you got to ask him where they got all that firepower in England. That's pretty impressive for those little toddlers well toddlers. they're uh, they're toddlers and um you know i think that whole <laughs> like that whole gym thing that thing could be a separate movie altogether <laughs> yes with colin farrell and that character for a sure. bunch of kids <laughs> the coach yeah. yeah yeah i'd watch a coach movie for sure yeah, yeah. let me talk about the pig scene yet <laughs> oh, I, that God, was a man. way to take Night something fuel something dark into well, something kind of funny well you don't see anything that's happened this just kind of described you that something heinous happens between the you know what happens well you can suspect what happens. That was the only part of the movie that I was a little bit disappointed in, only because, and nobody else you here probably does it, but it, that is an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. That, that, oh, yeah, It's an episode of Black Mirror that, 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 that the whole, it's kind of revolving around that particular yeah. subject as well and, and how it would go viral online. And, you know, Guy Ritchie being an English dude where Black yeah. Mirror started and is yeah. huge, it was interesting to me that he went that route. Although, that being said, Guy Ritchie also has a very big pig connection in his film Snatch. Well, because well, the character that Eddie Marson plays is a complete douchebag mm-hmm. re- re- reporter from Big Day. Dave, and again, the, the whole nicknames and stuff like that. That's a total Guy Ritchie thing with all the na- big names, their nicknames and stuff like that going through there. That guy is a complete douchebag and, and kind of deserved what happened a little oh, bit. Oh, I don't think anybody would argue sympathy for that. <laughs> I dude. would argue that somebody deserves that particular punishment. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't murder somebody. Well, but He's just a jerk. After the, everything was done, his fold, his clothes were folded up very nicely. They brought him hot tea. Oh, at Colin the was morning. very respectful. Yeah. Oh, very respectful. I want to know at the end too what happened with the flesh guy, the pound of flesh guy. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, because that was a they they didn't really tie that end up and stuff like that. that. I'm assuming he's dead. I'm assuming that he's a frozen frozen yeah, that that thing it? else. Did the other guy do it? Because he had the option, right? And then yeah, he just didn't, I, yeah, I think I think the idea was I don't can anybody survive just cutting off a pound of flesh off themselves? A pound is a I lot of flesh. I don't know. It depends on how flanky you are. I, I guess. mean, I guess if you take off like an arm or something, that'd be a quick way to do it. But I mean. You're in, I mean, it's a painful way to do it. And he only had like a fillet knife. Yeah, so he a, had to choose some skin. I he's think. a big guy. He can, he can chop through some ligaments pretty quick Nobody's on that. in he that did. scenario is going to save him. Yeah, that would. Uh, just. I think the idea is he's dead. Um, I, I mean, idea Well, he had to transfer like, what, $270 million or something like that. He had to do that, that first, first and then get then, the pound, then of pound of flesh. flesh right. So, yeah, but, I'm guessing he's dead. And, and the one thing I can't believe Jay hasn't brought up is because of... The Man from U.N.C.L.E. poster? Yeah, no, not that. That was a nice little oh, yeah. twist at the end and stuff like that. The Man from U.N.C.L.E., another guy, Richie Joe. But uh, Michelle Dockery in there, uh, Colin, uh, no, Matthew McConaughey's wife in there, she's a complete badass when she shoots those guys right oh, in the yeah, forehead. Yeah. Just pops them right in the, split in the forehead. There. It's good shooting. She she's in a good shot. Else? 
I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't remember her from any. But no, but I mean, her character was well set up and well done. Uh, really, can't game through as a quite the badass. Yeah, agreed. Uh, everybody is pretty badass in this movie, with the exception of uh, of Hugh Grant, which is is good. Um, I enjoyed. <laughs> he I, oh, he, he was funny though. At least <laughs> he was. Yeah, no, yeah. he was great. I'm just saying he was pretty. Bi- he's a pretty big weasel. Obviously, looking oh. out for number one, he was playing the angles all the way out throughout the movie. But I enjoyed the way it set it up. I enjoyed the way that Hugh Grant was a storyteller. I enjoyed the way it wrapped up again in a very meta way. I mean, yeah, he's going to the studio that produced this actual movie. You know, oh, he's, sure. he's at Miramax, and you know, there's a Guy Ritchie poster on the wall. At the oh. end and so there's definitely some shout outs to the movie industry and Guy Ritchie's career probably which makes me think Big J is this a true story it could be I believe it alright does he do that because I noticed too I don't know if you guys saw this there was a scene where on the van there was a van that was in the background that it got out of that said G Ritchie did you see it? But it was like no, Gritchie. I didn't see that. It was all that. together. It was like Gritchy or Grit. Yeah, or I did see that, but it, it, it flashed again so fast. It was in the, I, it was, I, couldn't, I couldn't really tell the logo, but it looked something like that. It was on the side of the van and the back of the van, and yeah. it just was like the, Which Gritchie van? The van together. the toddlers were in? or uh, It was a the white no. van in front of the bar? No, it was, yeah, it was in front it, of the bar. It was, uh, gosh, I don't remember what was in the van, but it was literally all together in one word, yeah, like and, Gritchy. And got, but I, and I looked at it, and I was like, that's I think that's Guy Ritchie, but Ritchie might have been spelt differently, but it was all there. I don't I know if he it. just does yeah. nods like did that. Did you see that, Jim? I did yeah. not. I, I, I saw it up on the, the van. I kind of went, that looks familiar, but it, it flashed by so quickly that you can't really pick it, it up It might have been much. something I saw on my phone while I was looking at my <laughs> phone yeah. instead of the movie. Probably. Probably. I, that was you I, doing I, a Google search for Guy Ritchie, and you got to confuse I doubt that, <laughs> but all right, whatever. So in uh, short order, other than Randy, we all highly recommend the Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman. Not exactly sure how this will do at the box office because Guy Ritchie has got some hits and misses. But I think if you're even remotely on the fence about it, uh, I think you should go check it out for sure. Yeah, a lot of fun. In the theater, it's fun, it's funny. Go check it out and have a good time and and enjoy yourself. And so uh, that's going to do it from the Cinemark Majestic Theaters here in Meridian for the podcast for Morning After the Movies. What is the movie next week, Randy? you looked it up it was uh, either Gretel and Hansel or, or was it oh no one? it was the uh, what's the one with Blake Lively Big J you just said oh uh, the rhythm section the rhythm, the rhythm section. section yes that is going to be the movie next week that we will check out for sure so make sure you keep on coming back here to xrock.com and check out past episodes as well of the morning after the movies podcast Kevin thanks for joining us man appreciate, appreciate it man. Thank uh, you. not a problem man I great great time out here tonight and awesome. stuff like that that's what it's all about come check out a movie at the Cinemark Majestic Theaters here in Meridian we'll see you next week